everyone. Hi, everybody. You know, it would welcome be helpful to your f- what if my mic is on? <laughs> oh no! Do we just start over? No, it's on now. It's fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to your Friday. You're listening to Crooked News, where we bring you crazy news, hilarious history, and occasional listener story. So please send your stories to talkcrooked at gmail dot com. Yes, send them in, guys. We want to read them. We want to read all your new holiday traditions now that we're having to yes. do them in quarantine. Yes. I wonder how All right. I wonder how many of our traditions now came from us being in quarantine in the 1920s. <laughs> I don't think very many, but <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> we could find out. <laughs> yeah, maybe. That would be something interesting to look into. Okay, are y'all ready for, like, the funniest shit ever? Yes, I'm so excited. Okay. That's why I had to change my underwear before we started. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, this is uh, from Maine. um, And it was published August 17th, 2020. (laughs) By Brian Sullivan for uh, Wobby 5. Police say banger man charged with attempting to steal car, hitting victim with Bible. What? Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. A banger man is facing charges after police say he tried stealing the vehicle of a family that had pulled over to the side of the road to take pictures. 27-year-old Benjamin Parker is charged with robbery and assault. I'm just going to oh let God. that sink in for a second. Benjamin Parker. <laughs> what benjamin parker peter parker's uncle uncle ben oh <laughs> yes sorry it's fine that wow that wasn't no it's not fine that's unacceptable <laughs> went straight <laughs> over your head <laughs> oh my god y'all the uh, the struggle bus is real yes it's a struggle <laughs> today day. oh my gosh <sighs> I can't breathe. Carrie can't breathe. <laughs> Carrie can't we move. We both are. Yeah. I'm swollen. <laughs> I'm peeing everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's just not, it's not a great day, but it's no. fine. <laughs> the driver. <coughs> We're pulling it together. Yeah. For you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so this family had stopped to take pictures on a Sunday morning, no less. And. Uh, when they stopped to get out, Parker tried to steal their car. The driver, oh my god! The driver of the car noticed Parker in the driver's seat. Police say a struggle ensued, with Parker hitting the vehicle's owner with what was believed to be a copy of the Bible. Oh my god, that's hilarious! <laughs> According to authorities, Parker was pulled from the vehicle and fled on foot. He <laughs> he was found behind a house on Cedar Street, and a copy of the Bible was found too. Wow. This is why my cop friend always tells me that he immediately like that he immediately like searches yes. cars that when people have their bible in mm-hmm. the front seat because it's usually being used as a deterrent for criminals. Like actual people <laughs> who like need their bible don't keep it in the front seat with them cuz they're not weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Parker who is on probation is being held on $900 bail at Penob- Penobscot County Jail. 
Sure. Uh, sure. Um, but no, it was the family's. I'm certain that yeah. that's wrong. <laughs> it was the family's Bible, though. It was the family. And I guess the mom probably had her oh! Bible in the front seat and set it down when they got out to take some pictures. And. And it was a yeah. Sunday, you said? Oh, yeah. It was probably yeah. after church then. Yeah. Yeah. So. That makes more sense. <laughs> this rude ass. He took her Bible and beat the guy in yes. the face with it? Yeah. That's rude. It is. Oh my gosh. You want... Good lord. You want to know what else is rude? What? Florida man floods jail cell by repeatedly flushing toilet. <laughs> <laughs> of yes. course he did. This was published... Of course he did. This was written by Adrian Cutway for ClickOrlando.com. It was published on August 13th, 2020. Um, Melbourne, Florida. A man who was apparently upset about being oh, arrested repeatedly flushed the toilet in his cell until it flooded the area and then made a death threat toward the officer who took him into custody. I mean, as one yes, does. as one does. <laughs> police say police said a man flagged them down Wednesday on Longwood Boulevard to let them know that a man later identified as John Adams, 40, <laughs> our second yes. president, had just stolen, yes, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> just making sure. <laughs> had just stolen his Schwinn bicycle from his garage. So here's our second president going <laughs> and stealing bikes. What an asshole. <laughs> Mm. Oh no! The victim confronted Adams and got the one hundred and fifty dollar bike back, but he still wanted to press charges since he had surveillance video of the incident and his family was home at the time. Police say they located Adams nearby and took him into custody. Once placed in a cell in the booking area, Adams became extremely irate, started banging on the cell doors, and then flushed the toilet repeatedly until the booking room flooded. <laughs> Oh, you mad, bro? Maybe. Good As grief. Adams was being taken to the Brevard County Jail, he berated the officer with racial and homophobic slurs, because of course he did. <gasps> oh, Records no! Records show that once the officer turned off his in-car camera as they arrived at the jail, Adams told him, you're going to be killed when this is over. Oh my god, that's not how you talk no, to cops! No, this is an overreaction. What the... You are not helping your no. case. Adams is facing charges. What an idiot. Adams is facing charges of occupied burglary, grand theft, and threatening a law enforcement officer. Yeah. Just add yes. to that list, dude. And he looks like a white supremacist to you. What an asshole. Oh, gross. Um, gross, gross, gross. Yeah. But, I mean, that's, that's Florida man for you. yeah it's that one in (laughs) particular so this last one is from bbcnews.com um and it was published august 20th or august 15th of 2020 and doesn't have an author so it's just the website um okay china restaurant apologizes for weighing customers (laughs) weighing customers Mm -hmm. I'm sorry? (laughs) 
To what end? A restaurant in central China has apologized for encouraging diners to weigh themselves and then order food accordingly. (gasps) What? (laughs) No! The policy was introduced. No! The policy was introduced after a national campaign against food waste was launched. The beef restaurant. What? Mm-hmm. The beef restaurant in the city of Changsta, Changsha, placed two large scales at its entrance this week. It then asked diners to enter their measurements into an app that would then suggest menu items accordingly. Sign. Oh my mm-hmm. god. Signs reading Be Thrifty and Diligent, Promote Empty Plates, and Operation Empty Plate were pinned up. The policy caused uproar. I mean, like, I feel like they had good intentions. Yeah, but they... No. But... Oh, no. Is this a buffet? Uh, I don't think so. A I think it's place. a... It, it just says restaurant. It doesn't say. Um, okay. The policy caused uproar, uproar on Chinese social media. Hashtags about the restaurant have been viewed more than 300 million times on the social platform Weibo. The restaurant said it was deeply sorry for its interpretation of the National Clean Plate campaign. Our original intentions were to Um, advocate... Yeah, this isn't about clean plates. This is, like, about dieting, it sounds like. Our original intentions. It's like if you're over this, if you're over this amount of weight, and you're in a Chinese restaurant, yeah. leave. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't. Oh no. Um, our original intentions were to advocate stopping waste and ordering food in a healthy way. We never force customers to weigh themselves. Um. <laughs> what? It just said that you force customers to it weigh did. themselves. <laughs> um. Okay, President President oh, Xi Jinping ignited the campaign this week, calling the levels of national food wastage shocking and distressing. Uh, following Mr. Z's message... Oh, is this happening yeah. in China? Oh, okay. Following Mr. Z's message... I thought that was happening no. here, and I was like, oh, No, this man. is China. Like... <laughs> whoo, um, okay. Following Mr. Z's message, the Wuhan Catering Industry Association urged restaurants in the city to limit the number of dishes served to diners, implementing a system where groups have to order one dish fewer than the number of diners. State TV also criticized... mm -hmm. What? State TV also criticized live streamers... Oh, wait. This is like a cultural thing where people order like a whole table worth of food. Yes. And then they don't eat a bunch of it. Yeah. Okay. So Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Okay. It's like a lot of family style dining and stuff. I was thinking like you can't, so one person doesn't get to eat? I don't (laughs) understand. No, it's family style. But we're talking about a different culture. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's family style. (laughs) State TV also criticized live streamers who film themselves eating large amounts of food. Um, So yeah, that, that was it. But if the plate yeah. is clean, then who exactly. gives a shit? <laughs> if as long as they're mm-hmm. eating it all and they're not leaving half of it yeah. behind, who cares? That's not no. food waste. It's gluttonous, it's but, not it's not, food waste. but it's not yeah. food waste. 
But yeah, that was um that's happening in China wow. right now. Wow. I don't even want to talk about what just oh, happened man. in South Korea. Or in North Korea. No, let's not. Uh, whichever one it is. No, let's not talk about North Korea. This is not the time yeah. or the place. <laughs> My mom ran out in oh, her goodness, room distressed. That was good. And I was like, well, that's awful, but it's it's awful. Why are we talking <laughs> about it? Oh. We just said we're not going to talk about it. it is, though. Quit okay. it. <laughs> oh my god you're like a kid who's like i'm not touching you i'm not touching you <laughs> i'm done that was the end of my segment <laughs> okay well you'll take a short break all right so last time i forgot uh well, no, I guess this is what we would have recorded yesterday. But yesterday, as we record this, um, was August 18th, which was the uh, 100th year anniversary of women getting the right to vote. So, woot woot! Yes. Um, yes. So, we're going to talk about a badass lady today that was kind of erased from history. Okay. A little bit. Um, so, this is from Ranker, of course, but we're going to talk about Isabella the, Isabella the She-Wolf. Okay. So she was a force to be reckoned with, but it looks like Braveheart erased her from history. So, um, who's surprised? <laughs> um, <clears throat> so this is written by uh, Satara Jonda, um, and updated. It was updated November fourteenth, two thousand eighteen. Um, but here we go. All right. So we're gonna talk about her. So Princess Isabella is one of many Braveheart characters that are based on historical figures. Like the character in the film, the historical Queen Isabella was the daughter-in-law of Edward I, the brutal English king who set his sights on Scotland. Yeah, he sucked. Um, <laughs> but the similarities stop there. Braveheart's Princess Isabella barely resembles the historical Queen Isabella. Worse, Braveheart com completely strips her of all her glorious complexity and power by reducing her to William Wallace's love interest. Who's surprised? <laughs> no one. Who's surprised that Mel Gibson did this? Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> the historical Isabella's br uh, wild life was a lot more interesting than Braveheart lets on. To be fair, the movie was not about her. Mm -hmm. But also, yeah, glazed over her. So, um, who was the real Queen Isabella of France? Intelligent, beautiful, and strong, she was the leading lady of one of the most dramatic chapters in 14th century English history. So, she was kind of a big deal. Um, yeah. <laughs> born, a born a French princess in the late turn... Late 13th century, 12-year-old Isabella became Queen of England when she married 23-year-old King Edward II in 1308. Oh, shit. And then we all co collectively threw up. <laughs> but she never intended to be a royal consort that sat on the sidelines, especially as she saw her husband's popularity sink, because he sucked. <laughs> um, <clears throat> she soon earned the nickname The She-Wolf which is awesome, Yeah. when she engineered a daring rebellion against Edward. What? So, wow. the tale of Isabella of France, the rebel queen, where's that fucking movie? <laughs> um, has all the ingredients of a Hollywood epic. Of all the terrible inaccuracies in Braveheart, the erasure of Queen Isabella's story of romance, murder, and rebellion is the most unforgettable. Unforgivable. 
So, here we go. You ready for this shit? Yes. All right, so Isabella hooked up with Roger Mortimer, a powerful Welsh lord, in more ways than one. They both despised the influence that the dispenser that the dispenser family had over Isabella's husband, Edward II. Indeed, Edward's unpopularity grew with the dispenser's influence. That's the last name of a family, by the way. Okay. <clears throat> dispenser. Um... So, united in their desire to see an end to the hated dispensers, the queen and the lord joined forces and successfully deposed Edward II in late 1326. This is huge. This is a woman that's doing shit in the 1300s. That's amazing. Mortimer remained at, at, at Isabella's side for the next few years while she ruled as regent on behalf of her son, Edward III. But their relationship was apparently deeper than a political alliance. Isabella and Mortimer were more than likely lovers, too. Fuck yeah, they were. They were fucking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> though she never publicly acknowledged their romantic relationships. Of course not. <laughs> you weren't married. Yeah. <laughs> and it was the 1300s. <laughs> When Edward III exerted his own royal authority and ousted Mortimer from power, he actually showed respect for the man who had meant so much to his mother by only hanging him and not giving him the full gruesome traitor's death. (laughs) Jesus. They just hung him. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Um, After forcing... Okay, so this one is probably exaggerated, but Mm -hmm. it might get a little graphic. So, um, after forcing her husband's abdication in early 1327, Queen Isabella and Roger Mortimer imprisoned Edward in a series of castles until his death in September of 1327. No one really knows how Edward II died. Hmm. Or even if he really died in 1327 at all, so he could have just been shut away forever because records were not great in the 1300s. Yeah. As you can probably imagine. Um... One story, so it's one, like, kind of theory as to what happened, says Mm -hmm. that under Isabella and Roger Mortimer's orders, Edward got a ridiculous, brutal death that seems to mirror allegations of his gay liaisons. He was supposedly assassinated by having a red-hot poker shoved up his ass to scorch his insides. Oh, Jesus Christ. That is a way that they used to kill people. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, it's terrible. Again, this is why we have the no cruel and unusual punishment clause yeah. in our constitution. Yeah, that's part of why I had to stop watching season two of Game of Thrones because of what um, that fucking little fuckface that... Oh, Greg, uh, what's Joffrey? Joffrey, yeah, what he did or what he had the fucking... Um, sex worker due to the other sex worker oh that doesn't happen anymore that's the only time that happens just so you know i didn't like it (laughs) yeah i didn't like it either it was terrible (laughs) yeah it was terrible you can keep going though that doesn't happen again (laughs) um historic historians typically dismiss this as simply an urban legend and other rumors abound there is still no consensus over what exactly happened to Edward II, or even if Isabella had anything to do with it. I'm going to say she did. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I would kill she someone also led... if I had to get married to him at 12 years old, too. Yeah, like... he was gross. Um, so she led a successful invasion of England, apparently. Um, In the 1320s, Isabella was becoming increasingly frustrated with her husband's behavior and and dependence on his favorite, Hugh Dispenser. 
uh <clears throat> they fucking mm-hmm. um the problem him and hugh uh the problem was <laughs> that he wasn't just alienating her he was also alienating plenty of nobles and commoners who loathed hugh dispenser's f- influence and family mm. so with the help of her lover raja raja mortimer queen isabella took matters into her own hands so this is how they did it in September 1326, Isabella and Roger launched launched an invasion of, of England from France. As they proceeded across England, it was clear that theirs was the popular cause, as they attracted tons of supporters, because everyone fucking hated her husband, yeah. who joined them in an effort to end Edward II's reign. By the end of the year, Edward was deposed. Done. Good. <clears throat> All right, so once her son had grown up, here we go. <laughs> she was such a powerhouse that her own son had to keep her under house arrest. <laughs> so after deposing her husband, Isabella ruled as regent, of course, um, because her kid was, you know, <laughs> a child. Yeah. Um, she ruled as regent for four years on behalf of her son, Edward the Edward III. Mm-hmm. By 1330, her son was an ambitious 17-year-old who was chomping at the bit to get full reign of his kingdom. He decided to launch his own coup against his mother and Roger. Though he quickly disposed of Ro- of Mortimer, he had to keep Isabella under house arrest for two years at Windsor Castle. I've been to Windsor Castle. That place is badass. Uh-huh. Um, mother and son apparently let bygones be bygones and quickly made up. And the two even spent Christmas together less than a month after Roger Mortimer's execution. Damn, oh. girl. Wow. Isabella remained a popular, colorful member of Edward's family and kingdom until her death in 1358. Hey, you don't need a man. You just need to be alive. (laughs) Yeah, girl. You do it. Um, Okay, so she dramatically wore widow's clothes to denounce her husband's relationship with his favorite. Quote-unquote favorite. That's a statement. So when Isabella and Edward married in January 1308... He he was already close with Piers Gaveston, another dude. Mm-hmm. Um, historians still debate whether or not the relationship was sexual. It was. They were fucking. Yeah. At the very least, it was personally <laughs> and politically close. Many felt that Gaveston had undue influence over the king. and the rela- It sounds like the king kind of just <laughs> melded into whoever he was fucking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was one of those people. Um, I lost my place. Uh, Gaveston had undue influence over the king, and the relationship alienated many in court, including Queen Isabella. In 1308, at Edward's coronation banquet, (laughs) (laughs) Isabella's family actually left the festivities because they were so insulted that the king lavished more attention on his boyfriend than his young bride. Oh my god. So they were like, fuck this. I'd probably Edward leave too, was... though. Shit. Yes. Though Edward was bereft when Gaveston was executed in 1312, it is easy to imagine that Isabella didn't shed many tears. <laughs> <laughs> but yet another so-called, quote, favorite began to enter Edward's orbit several years later. Hugh Dispenser, who was even worse than Piers Gaveston. Dispenser had become so influential and alienated Queen Isabella so much that she blamed him for creating an irreparable rift in her marriage. She even went so far as to wear widow's clothes. 
that according to... You don't blame the homewrecker, you blame the person. Oh my god, yes. Well, but also that is a statement. Yes. (laughs) Uh, That is like, that's, you're dead to me. (laughs) Yes. Literally dead to me. Uh, Widow's clothes that according to historian Catherine Warner, quote, publicly portrayed her as a woman in mourning for the loss of her husband and the death of her marriage. I love her. <laughs> oh my god. Dramatic it's as fuck. Walking I love around her. with both her middle fingers in the air. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness gracious. She's dramatic oh, as fuck god. and I love her. I know. She's so extra. Um okay, so ooh, that's a nasty painting. Oh. Um <clears throat> All right, so she didn't roll over when her husband's favorites amassed influence and threatened her position. Um, So Edward II's reign was marked by the fact that he was easily manipulated by his, quote, confidants. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) By his boyfriends. Um, The most formidable of them was Dispenser, a young nobleman who had the king's complete attention. Yeah, they were for sure fucking. Oh, yeah. Um, Worse, Dispenser... (laughs) Uh, worse, Dispenser was actively trying to get Isabella out of the picture. Not good. No. You can't you can't do that in the 1300s. No. <laughs> he limited Isabella's access to her own husband and insulted her by arranging for the confiscation of her estates and dismissal of her servants. Oh okay, my fuck God. this guy. What an Worst asshole. of all, Yes. Worst of all, he even had the four royal children removed from Isabella's custody and placed into his own, further isolating her from her family. Oh, this is the evil stepfather. Mm Mm-hmm. Dispenser may have been trying to obtain an annulment for Edward, getting Isabella out of the picture completely. Jesus Christ. So this guy's a seriously obsessive boyfriend. Um, yeah. <laughs> to Isabel, and, and he's delusional. How in any way are they going to let you rule next to him? Yeah. Do you know the power of the church at this time? And being homosexual was illegal. Yeah. And punishable by very brutal deaths. <laughs> <laughs> to Isabella, these moves were akin to acts of war. In a few oh, more yeah. years, she... Yeah. In a few more years, she would have her revenge by overthrowing her husband's regime and gave Hugh Dispenser a gruesome traitor's death. Good. Uh, Depicted in this terrible painting, I think, of this guy who is, um, getting autopsied on a ladder in front of a very large group of people. Oh, yikes autopsied and heart carved out it looks like oh no and there's a fire at the bottom so oh maybe burned alive after i'm not sure i don't know, <laughs> I don't if know you, what it is i don't know if you'd call that alive anymore well i think you can survive for a few seconds after your heart's ripped out but i don't know um <laughs> all right let's see uh, she also made peace with Scotland. That's awesome. Um, so Braveheart did get w- did get one thing right about Isabella. She didn't share her father-in-law's obsession with beating Scotland in- into submission. Yeah, fuck the English for what they did to the Scots. Yeah. After all, Edward I wasn't known as the, quote, hammer of the Scots for nothing. Her approach, in contrast, was far more diplomatic. 
though her brief reign as regent was not as successful as she would have hoped. One key piece of diplomacy stands out. The Treaty of Northampton secured peace, albeit a temporary one with Scotland. Yeah, there were other people that fucked that up later. Um, (laughs) Apparently, she was also a brainy bookworm. Um, she was heralded throughout France for her unmatched beauty, but her intelligence was just as significant. Isabella was noted for her love of literature and learning. Edward II's wedding gift to her, after all, was an illustrated manuscript book. Her interests weren't strictly with religious texts, however. She also had a soft spot for courtly romances, like the tales of King Arthur. Fuck yeah, girl! Yeah. She's one of us. One of us. <laughs> one of us. One of us. <laughs> And that is Isabella the She-Wolf. Wow. I kind of want to listen to Shakira's song. <laughs> She-Wolf A seriously right badass lady. Yeah. Yes. That was awesome. Um, yeah, as we celebrate 100 years of, you know, being somewhat treated like humans. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed that. Um, hope you guys are being safe. Thanksgiving is coming up, so... Um, hopefully you guys are thinking of some alternative ways to celebrate that's, that are safer than traveling and congregating. Um, keep it small. Zoom and have turkey over the internet. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, write in and tell us what your traditions are. We're excited to hear from you. So, um, Mm. I'm getting really bad hiccups. Sorry. So, uh, remember (laughs) you are not a monster. Bye guys. Bye guys. Thank you for listening to Talk Crooked. Music is by Gisla Niebach. Check out our website, talkcricket.wixsite.com slash podcast for sources and visual aids, as well as resources to get involved. To keep up with our nonsense and stay up to date on all things Crooked, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook at Talk Crooked. To keep the shots coming, access ex- exclusive bonus content, get a free poster, and a shout out on air, head on over to our Patreon. All links can be found on our website. You can listen to us basically anywhere you get your podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you have interesting stories relating to our content, please send them to talkcrooked at gmail.com for a chance to be featured on the show. For business inquiries or sponsorships, please email us at carryandkbusiness at gmail.com. See you next time. <laughs>